Ite and Joseph. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, dear friends, wherever you are, welcome to the St. Joseph Podcast. Hey guys, hope you guys are doing great out there. Hey Francis, how are you doing? Hello, you hello. Good? Oh, no, no, <laughs> are you good? I, I, I think your video on my end is... It's okay, it's like you're dancing, it's like you're doing the woe right now. Comment your woes on the chat, guys. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hey guys, welcome back to the St. Joseph Podcast. Hope you guys are doing great. Uh, last week was the feast day of our Father and Lord Himself. How are you guys doing after one week? You know, uh, uh, for me, for my end, again, so much work, you know, gearing up for so many things on my end because so many events are on the way uh, from our school, from my end. And I'm hoping that this Holy Week, will be my way of resting and also reconnecting you know with the lord so what about you francis what's how what's the holy week for you well i'm happy for you but for me holy week for the first time is going to be loaded with work as well alongside all the requirements i have like i mentioned in bdac i also have a retreat to help out on so and also thesis and then graduation and then work life starts hopefully all these things go um, along with the plan <laughs> of our Lord. Yeah, I think that's about I'm it. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. So, dear friends, you know, hope you guys are doing great. Again, welcome back to the St. Joseph Podcast. And we are here today for a Holy Week special. So, the Holy Week is already special, but the St. Joseph Podcast will try to make it even more special <laughs> by having a new episode. So, Francis, care to share, you know, what makes this Holy Week special a very, very timely and wonderful episode we have in store for All our right. viewers. This Holy Week special is entitled A Call to Conversion, A Story of Reversion. We know that the Holy Father, Pope Francis, reminded us at the beginning of Lent the usual themes of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. All three definitely leads us to the importance of conversion, our renewal in the self-giving of Jesus Christ. And so we thought it would be the best way to invite someone who can truly inspire us about his own conversion or reversion back to the Catholic faith. So Lucas, let's let's get the ball rolling. <laughs> yes, but before I do that, allow me to invite our friends first to our coffee conversations. Sure, sure. We, might, we might forget this later on because I'm pretty sure our <laughs> discussions for today will be really, really, really wonderful. So dear friends, you know, grab a cup of joe and talk about the joe himself. Join us for our Coffee Conversations, a focus group discussion on what would St. Joseph do? Here we answer the age-old question, what would St. Joseph do? So if you guys are willing to join us for our Coffee Conversations, please feel free to reach out through our Facebook page at facebook.com slash St. Joseph Podcast. And also, we are also live on Spotify, so our episodes are already out, so feel free to check them out at bit.ly slash SJP Spotify. So, allow me to bring in our guests for today. So, first up, our reactor for today. So, our guest is a grade 11 student of the UST's SHS Humanities and Social Sciences strand, currently the co-director of Marketing and External Affairs with the UST SHS SC, and he was the former editor-in-chief of Roca Firma and is fond of features writing. While Inigo advocates for mental health and pop believes in the power of public speaking, he also loves watching films and criticizing art. Please welcome our good friend, Inigo. Hey, Inigo, welcome to the show. Hello, good evening. We, I hope that you're all doing fine. 
All right, welcome to the show. And for our next guest, so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Francis, get to go introduce our next guest. Before we we introduce him, before he gets to reconnect, maybe we can talk about first, uh, uh, Inigo, um, what, what we, we invited you to the St. Joseph podcast because we know that you also started to learn more about St. Joseph. Can you share with us first what you know about St. Joseph and what can you say to our viewers about how we can go deeper with our devotion to our Father and Lord St. Joseph? Well, actually, um, with all the stories that I heard from him, uh, there's really one bottom line from it. It's love. You know, it's really the root of all things. And as the father of Jesus, he really connected all of us together, you know, bringing faith and empowering us in bringing up this podcast, of course, in empowering us also to seek for mercy from God and, of course, to, you know, to strengthen what we have. Not only just to settle for less, but to give in our love. Not just para lang may masabing, yeah, I have faith in Him, you know. But, you know, to really have that in-depth meaning. Kasi magkaiba yan eh. So, I guess, yun talaga yung pinaka natutuan ko from St. Joseph. Nice. Thank you so, so much. So, I guess that's also the main lesson that we also get from the the things that we've been doing here, the St. Joseph podcast, na talagang love, pagmamahal ni San Jose. So, uh, Inigo, what about, uh, I just wanted to ask, you know, uh, my resolution or my key takeaway from this Lent is really recharging my spiritual batteries. You know, re- I would really love to reconnect with our Lord, you know, despite all the work that I have. What about you? What, what are your Lenten resolutions or yung mga gusto mong objectives or objectives? Or I don't know if I framed that well, no? Uh, care to share? Yeah, sure. Well, actually, um, aside from the prayers, of course, I want to give myself silence because, you know, I remember my um, CLE teacher when I was in high school, he told me that silence is also a form of prayer. So it's really an important thing then to consider in our lives because, um, you know, it really helps us to realize things and to reflect on who we are as a person and as a Christian. Nice one, Inigo. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned silence. I'm glad you mentioned the importance of love in all these things that we're doing because, you know, I, I'm sure all of us can relate na nakaka-drain yung dami ng workload natin and then parating pa yung Holy Week. And I think some of us here will have to continue working parents. So it's hard to sort of grasp the kind of silence we long for that the Holy Week supposedly is going to provide for us. Well, uh, I, I, but one thing that i really like with what you said no uh love because sometimes we we just have we just see the importance of faith we just want to have trust but the end of it all is really love diba lucas i mean love is the finality of things it's the is it the right word to say ultimatum pero i mean yeah really love uh and i think we're going to discover more about all these things love faith hope and love uh in relation to prayer, almsgiving, and fasting with regards to the season of Lent. So I guess our next guest is back. So allow me to introduce him. Uh, Burns Kaasi is a teacher in Paref Northfield School for Boys. He's a Catholic speaker and he's the founder of Unboxing Catholicism. He was a former anti-Catholic Protestant and he's joining us today to share his story. So hindi na ako dadagdag. Let's hear 
who Burns Kaazi is. So please welcome our dear friend, our dear sponsor, <laughs> Burns. <laughs> Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yes. All right. Kinabahan ako, no? Just a few seconds before you were about to introduce me, I suddenly lost internet connection when it was working all fine, you know, for the whole week. But, you know, the things like this can get uh, oppressed by the enemy. Of course, uh, we cannot let go of that supernatural aspect, especially we are in the season of Lent. So it's great to see you guys. Uh, I am so honored to be invited as one of your guests here in the St. Joseph podcast. And I'm also, I am also want to greet no, uh, those people who are watching Unboxing Catholicism. This is a good crossover of our advo advocacies. Oh, and yes, speaking so of that, last week, last week, mm -hmm. you're also Kayo the naman. guest. Yeah, naman yung guest ko last guest, week. Uh, <laughs> Unboxing Catholicism. So please feel free to check out that episode also where we share, you know, the reason why we namin sinimulan the podcast. So, yeah. uli, uh, Sir Burns, uh, Inigo, welcome to the show. So, uh, Sir Burns, tinanong ko si Inigo kanina, ano ba yung mga resolutions niya or objectives niya mm. for this night? What about you, Sir Burns? Ano yung mga ginawa niyo or gagawin niyo during this Holy Week so that um, live, we live, you live up to the meaning of Lent. Right. For me, no, I have SOS. Yan yung aking uh, battle cry for, for Lent. I realized this when I was praying yesterday. Uh, I was asking the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then the Lord tells me, told me in my prayer, of course, not audibly, no, but you can hear, you can quote-unquote hear the voice of God in silence. Diba? So he was telling me, Okay, yung SOS is simplicity, order, serenity. No, the past weeks, no, I think that's my ano eh, that's my lifeline. SOS, diba? You use that to ask for help. And then you know what, guys? I, the past weeks, I've been doing a lot of work, daily meetings here and there, you know, closing clients, all of this stuff. I will always end up thinking, grabe, pagod na pagod ako, no? Parang my whole body is... I, I feel body ache, all of these things. And it's harder to pray. You know, it's harder to take care of your spiritual life if your physical life is, is not in order. Okay, why, why is it not in order? Because uh, in my desire to become productive, to do a lot of things, I pack a lot of, a lot of stuff in my schedule. So when I was praying, the Lord told me, you need an SOS. You need to simplify your life. You need to put order in your schedule. You need inner serenity. Because I no, I have to do this thing. I have to do that thing. I have an advocacy to pursue here and there. But the Lord is telling me, slow down, Burns. This is Lent. I just want you to be with me. So I think yun yung gusto kong... That's my resolution, no? So weekend, I had... I supposed to have a lot of shows. Meron akong dalawang show ng Sunday. Uh, I was not feeling well in the morning. I told my team in the 3 p.m. show, guys, I cannot make it, no? And then I wanted to do other things over the weekend. Usually, my weekends are so full. But then the Lord is telling me, okay, you have body ache now. All right, slow down, pray more, SOS, simplicity, order, serenity. Just like St. Joseph, you know, when everything was so pressuring, what did he do? Just slept Natulog. Yeah, so, you know, it's a guys. So, kahit sobrang stress na stress ka na, wag mong kalilimutan na magpahinga ka. At kakayaanin natin yan, okay? Magtiwala tayo sa Panginoon. So, anyway, thank you so much for joining us, Sir Burns and Inigo. Francis, let's start the ball rolling. Alright. First things first, can you relate with us, Burns? Your story of reversion 
connected to the Lenten themes of prayer, sacrifice, and almsgiving. And can we ask, did St. Joseph play a part in your reversion to the church in your return? All right, very interesting question. No, so I'll answer the second one towards the end of uh, the sharing, but I will not give you the entire, the, all the details of the conversion, no? Kasi abutin tayo dito ng magdamag. Okay, I'm on, writing a book. Isave lang next time. Oh, 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 so please pray na matapos yung libro. I, I, I'm now announcing it. I'm publishing it on July 16. Okay, my editor is already, uh, and I already signed our agreement. No, nag-down payment na ako and also wala nang atrasan to, guys. I just need your prayers on that. So like most Filipinos, I was born and baptized as a Catholic. I could be, I, I was one of those KBL Christians. Lucas, narinig mo na ba yung KBL Christian tsaka no, Rafael? Ito yung mga Kristiyano na, na nasa misa, no, nagsasama-sama kayo ng inyong pamilya sa kasal, binyag at libing. Yan yung tinatawag natin na KBL Christians. Okay? So, I was baptized and born as a Catholic. I went through the motion of tradition. Nagpapadasal sa buhay, nagpapadasal sa patay, nagpapadasal sa mukhang mamamatay. Okay? All of these different things. No, we go to Mass. And we were also outstanding Christians. You know what outstanding Christian means, Lucas? Tsaka Inigo? Yung... Bet ko yun yung nasa labas lang palagi ng exactly. simbahan. <laughs> Oo, so pupunta kami ng simbahan ng nanay ko. Okay, minsan nasisimulan yung minsa, yung misa kadalasan natatapos. Okay, so tatayo kami sa labas, outstanding Christians. So, dadasal kami, after five minutes alis kami, no. Pero I remember my mom would bring me to this small room and there's this uh, uh item inside that people look to, I mean, respect it. I didn't know it was uh, the Eucharist back then, no? but we would do some prayers. And then, you know, one day, I, I went home, I was asking my mom, sabi ko, ano ba yung ano? Ano yung kordero ng Diyos? No, kasi lagi kong naririnig yan, Tagalog misa kami, di ba? Kordero ng Diyos na nag-aalis. So yung nanay ko, biglang sabi, nag-isip siya ng malalim, no? Sabi niya sa akin, anak yan yung ano, notebook, kung saan ilalagay ni Lord lahat ng pangalan ng naliligtas at pupunta sa langit. So naliwala ako, no? Years after, I realized na yung kordero pala, akala nung nanay ko, kwaderno. No, so I'm always relating this story because this is not foreign to a lot of Filipinos. Even the basics of our faith, sometimes we get confused. No, I asked my mom, "Naalala mo ba si nabi mo na ikordero, e kwaderno?" Hindi na donya maalala. No, so of course, no, these little anecdotes would uh, highlight that a lot of Filipinos are born and baptized as a Catholic, but they don't really understand a lot of things about their faith. So the test came in in my life when I was exposed to the so-called non-Catholic Christians. Nung nasa high school ako, I was invited to uh, a born-again Bible study. Pumunta ako kasi nandun yung crush ko. No? Pogi points din yun, di ba? Nagba-Bible study ka. Okay, so oh, sabi siguro no, ano, di ba? Yun yung intention before. So nagba-Bible study kami. Of course, nasisimula, makikita ko na napakababaw ng reason ko. No? I started reading the Bible when I was in grade 5 and grade 6. But for me, the Bible was just a novel. In fact, that's the first time I heard of St. Joseph, really, you know, and reading in the scriptures how he saved the family from the threats of Herod, etc., etc. But it was just plain facts and figures, F and F, for me. I mean, it's just a plain story. And then when I went to this Bible study, I got inspired by, this Protestant, by these Protestants, no? Na parang they're so passionate about the Word of God. They quote scriptures on top of their heads. Whatever problems you have, Meron silang Bible verse na katapat. For example, ah, sabi ko, alam nyo guys, ang dami nating homework eh. 
na di ko alam mo nung uunahin, sabi nung kaibiga ko, Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything shall be added unto you. Aba, may Bible verse. O nung sabi ko naman, na kinakabahan ako kung, mag- kung papasa ba tayo sa ating periodic exam. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. O, so marami pa example na ganyan. No? So, I was amazed. And they started asking me questions about the faith. Like for example, bakit kayo mga katoliko may rebulto? Bakit kayong katoliko nananalangin sa mga santo? Bakit kayo nananalangin kay Maria, kay San Jose? Nasaan sa Biblia ang purgatorio? No, so one anecdote that I could share, of course, I have a lot of anecdotes but I cannot share everything now, no? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Talaga tong mga story na to Lucas, nakita ko 'yung message mo, nakakatawa 'yung iba diyan. So no problem. No, and then uh, sabi sa akin nung isa kong classmate, no, I was in second year high school. I think Lucas sa inyo grade 8 'yan. Sabi nung classmate ko, nasa ano kami, break time. Burns, pag mamatay ka ngayon, saan ka pupunta? Sa langit o sa impyerno? I don't know, no? I mean, Lucas, ikaw, ano isasagot mo kapag ka tinanong ka ng ganyan? Sige nga. Ang sasabihin ko na, na hindi ako bukas mamatay. The next, next day pa. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Gusto ko na nasabihin na sa ospital muna ako pupunta eh. Pero syempre, baka filosofo naman yun. So, sabi ko, well, nag- Mag, nagpo-po and opo naman ako no naglalaba naman ako paminsan-minsan ng uniform ko nag I, I do the household chores naghuhugas ako ng pinggan siguro sa purgatorio ako pupunta and this is where the face of my friend lit up and he started asking me Burns na saan sa Biblia ang purgatorio being an outstanding KBL Catholic who never touched the Bible apart from reading it as a story I didn't know what to say I didn't know how to defend my faith And then he started asking me a lot of questions and then he started bringing out his Bible and then quoting a lot of verses and I started doubting my faith. Napaisip ako, buong buhay ko katoliko ako pero hindi ko alam kung paano ko ipapaliwanag ang pananampalataya ko katulad ng pagpapaliwanag. No? The way these people, these born-again Christians have been explaining the scriptures to me has been very, very inspiring. And to cut the long story short, You know, they started convincing me about the errors of Catholicism. And then that's when I started taking God more seriously. You know, I, I really got inspired by these silent witnesses. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, to the listeners of St. Joseph Podcast, there is this quote that is really powerful that we always ascribe to St. Francis of Assisi, although it's not really from him, no? Preach the gospel. If necessary, use words. Okay? Sinasabi nila na si St. Francis of Assisi ang nagsabi niyan, but Franciscan University of Steubenville will tell you he did not say that. But it's a beautiful quote. And that's what happened. They preached the gospel to me through their actions. No, of course, meron sila pinapaliwanag. They, they inspired me because of their positive lifestyle, very inspiring. No, Hindi nangungupya yung makakaklasikong born again yung panahon na yan. Okay? They, they very caring, no, very friendly. And then they started inviting me to attend this uh, youth group gatherings. No? So that time, pumunta na ako, hindi dahil nandun yung crush ko, dahil hindi naman siya nagtuloy sa Bible study, no? pero dahil na-inspire na ako sa mga kaibigan kong born-again Christians. And then from then, I started becoming deeper no? in my formation as a Protestant. And then one day, no? siguro mga ilang buwan na ako na, ito na I, I became a Protestant Christian, I went home and I told my mom, Ma, Alam mo ba, sabi sa Exodus 20 verse 4, Thou shall not make any graven images of anything that has the likeness of anything that is above and anything that is beneath. And thou shall not bow down to them and worship them. Bakit tayo may statwa ni San Jose? Bakit tayo may statwa ni Maria? Bakit tayo may statwa ni San Martin de Porres? Ma, kailangan nating sunugin ang lahat ng yan. 
I asked my mom to burn the statues of the saints. Of course, there was a war of words. My mom, even though she started attending the Protestant church with me, couldn't bear the idea of burning the statues of these revered saints. And then sabi niya sa akin, Hindi ka ba kinikilabutan? Aren't you scared of what you're telling me? These statues are older than your grandparents. These are part of the family heritage. And I told her, it doesn't matter. What matters most is we follow what John chapter 4, 4 tells us, that we have to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And as a born-again Christian back then, when I say worshiping God in spirit and in truth, that means the absence of anything that is go-between. Anything that is put in between me and Jesus. And these are the saints, these are the statues, and these are all the non, quote-unquote non-biblical traditions of the Catholic Church. And so that was it. My mom and I no, they had to compromise. Okay, I told her, we will not burn the statues, but at least remove any Catholic figures in the house. My mom complied, no, para hindi kami mag-away, because of the religious difference. The, the, the relationship was already, uh, you know, getting sour. But to restore the relationship, my mom and I had a compromise, and there that was. And then for the long time, for uh, for many years, no, I became a Protestant, an anti-Catholic Protestant. I was telling my friends, no, my my cousins, my aunts, you know, don't go to mass because that's where Jesus is killed every single time. Don't pray to Je to Joseph and Mary because they're dead; they cannot hear you. In fact, that is idolatry. Oh, don't go to mass because that is a, a, a satanistic satanistic ritual. And all of these different uh, things, no. And then I was, I was also telling my friends, do not believe in the Pope because he is the devil in flesh. He is the Antichrist. So all of these anti-Catholic ideas were so deep in my heart, no. During that time, now you might wonder, what happened? Why, why I, why did I become a Catholic again? I'm really giving a broad stroke of my story, kasi and dami-daming little details niya, no. What happened was I was. Part, I, I was I got a scholarship in a university that was ironically highly recommended to me by a Protestant mentor back in back in high school. So I have this Protestant mentor. He was like my father figure. And later on in my story, you would realize that father figures played a significant role because I grew up from a broken family. And I could tell you, growing up without a father at home left in me a deep desire to have a father. And I found that, thanks be to God, no? now I'm looking back at my story, I found father figures in the form of mentors, in the form of older friends, in the form of a pastor that I had in the church before, in the form of priests that I have now as a Catholic. So let's go back to that point later. No, so I went to this university, and that's the first time I had a chance to learn what Catholicism is really teaching, far, very far from what I was learning. I'll give you an example. For ex one particular example was I was telling my friends, no, you should not pray to saints because the saints cannot hear you. The saints are dead. In fact, uh, St. Paul was telling Timothy that there's only one mediator between God and man, and that's not a saint. It's Jesus himself. So for me, before I was telling people, no need to pray to saints. In fact, that's a sin. You pray directly to Jesus. And then one Catholic asked me, do you ask your pastor to pray for you, Burns? And then I said, yeah, I mean, I asked my pastors and my friends to pray for me. And then they asked me, oh, why do you ask your pastors to pray for you? Aren't you supposed to pray directly to Jesus? It was a very simple question, but it planted seeds in my heart. No, I was telling people before, you know, the Bible alone should be the only source of authority. Whatever is not explicitly stated in the Bible should not be believed in. 
So I was attacking the doctrine of purgatory because when you read the Bible, there's no purgatory there. And then one Catholic asked me, Burns, where in the Bible do you read the word Bible? Napaisip ako, hindi ko alam, no? Sabi ko, oo nga, no? Okay, no, I've been telling people that all the things that I need to believe in should be in the Bible, but it's not the word Bible, it's not in the Bible because Bible means a library of books. And here's the clincher. I was asked, who decided which books should be written in the should be part of the Bible, of the book we now call the Bible? I didn't know that. As a Catholic, I was just told it's the word of God. That's it, period. But when I started reading history, the biggest shock of my life was the Bible was compiled by the Catholic Church through the guidance of Pope Damasus in the councils of Carthage, Rome, and Hippo. Anyway, I don't want to give a, a long history, a long you know, lecture on, on my conversion story. But needless to say, through this little side, through this both silent witnesses, Catholics who knew how to live their faith properly, and through the witness of those Catholics who knew how to ask the right questions, I was led slowly back to the church. Take note. When I became a Protestant, I became a leader of the church. I almost wanted to become a pastor. Not almost wanted. I really wanted. I almost started. You know, I told myself after college, I will go to the seminary. But to cut the long story short, no, after talking to Protestant leaders from different church churches, no, Protestant churches about my questions about Catholicism, they were not able to answer. I found myself praying in the Stella Orientis Chapel, and I was telling Mary, pinagagalitan ko si Mary, I was telling her, Mary, you know what? You told me, uh, my, my pastor told me that I should not be talking to you. My pastor told me that you can't hear me. My pastor told me that it's sinful for me to pray in front of you and kneeling before you. This is idolatry. But I don't know why I'm here. I just want to, you know, plead, plead you. Nagmamakaawa ko sa'yo. If you can hear me, give me peace. You know, so after that, I felt at peace. I was just crying and crying in Stella Orientis. Can you imagine my having to admit na mali ka pala, no? I told my mom to burn the statues of the saints. I had to tell my friends na Pope John Paul II is burning in hell. You know, all of this anti-Catholic stuff. And then marirealize mo, you have to accept the fact that you misunderstood everything. So ang tanong dito, nasan si San Jose? Okay. This is St. Joseph podcast eh. Now, St. Joseph, my dear friends, was not an explicit figure in my conversion per se. All right? Because it was always Our Lady. In fact, to tell you, after that night of desperate cry for help to Mary, I was really crying. I was telling her, Mary, alam mo naman gusto ko magpastor. Nangako ko sa Diyos na lahat na ipapagawa niya, gagawin ko, wag lang maging katoliko. But there I was, no? I was being asked by the Holy Spirit to accept the simple fact that I misunderstood the church, that I had to let go of my pride, and I have to follow Jesus wherever He led me although it was difficult. I didn't realize until recently that conversion is like reliving that moment in St. Joseph's life when he was asked by the angel to bring the Holy Family out of Israel, bring him to Egypt. You know, and from Egypt, you know, at the appointed time, bring him back to the, to the Holy Land. It was like that. Joseph didn't know what was going to happen, but he obeyed. You know, this is very striking for me because for a while, for many months, I was resisting conversion. No, I w- meaning to say, I know that Catholicism is already making sense, but I did not want to convert. Why? Because I wanted to follow my will. I wanted to become a pastor. I couldn't be a preacher as a Catholic, at least as I, was, as I thought before. No, but now, 
you know, looking back, I'm already preaching as a Catholic and still, it's like being a pastor without being a pastor, no? And that example of St. Joseph of following, you know, the will of God is something that surfaced not explicitly but implicitly throughout the conversion process. Why? Because when I was about to go to confession, no, I told my, my friend, you know what? Gusto ko munang matutunan lahat ng turo ng simbahang katoliko. I want to read a lot of books. And then, Roque Carvalho, my mentor back in college, told me, you know, did the saints have to read all the books before they followed the will of God? And that brings us to question, my dear friends. Did Saint Joseph had to know the exact route that he had to take, the exact inn where the lady should be brought, the exact time when he should go back to Israel, to Bethlehem, before following Christ. And so, you know, when all of these things were, surf, were, were pointed out to me during that time, I told myself and I realized, finally, no, I realized that I have been following my will, not really the will of God. And so one Thursday, I decided to go to confession without any particular reason why I chose that day. And lo and behold, when Father Ted Santiago heard my confession, he said, well, you are very blessed, my friend. Okay? Because today is the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. I didn't know that. That was July 16. And my conversion, no, that turning point of my life when I, when, I, when I was doing my penance after the confession, I was remembering many months before that, I was giving a challenge to Mary. I was telling her, if you can hear me, please give, bring me peace. In my story, I realized that Mary did not just give me peace. She brought me home. And that's the time also when I started having more or less a deeper familiarity, not expertise, but a deeper familiarity of who St. Joseph is. But perhaps I could go to that later on, you know, after you ask your question. <laughs> Sorry, andal dal ko, ha? <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I, I, have a, I have a soft spot for that word, you know, home. So thank you very much, Brother Burns, for that very, very wonderful insights because i'm at a loss of words honestly so maybe inigo care to share your reactions on how we <laughs> on the discussion so far actually it was really good and you know it's really refreshing kasi nga naman talaga um all of us uh, has uh, a deeper connection diba, with god so we have a dif different path to take and so well yeah each of us really has a different path to take. So, um, just like Saint Joseph, he really followed himself and just strengthened his faith in God through prayers. And of course, hindi niya talaga iniwan sa Mary, especially when um, nung nalaman niyang Mary is conceiving. Yeah, mong okay, I think froze. So, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I'm sure he'll get yeah. back to uh, maybe ikaw yeah. muna, uh, with your reaction first, Lucas. Yeah, so for me, maybe isa lang ang nakuha kong, like, one thing that really was going through my head was there was this uh, post that I saw one time. Uh, one day, it was like, parang linggo ng wika ata yun, no? And uh, we'll go back to you, Inigo, ah. So I'll, I'll just finish my reflection first. So ang na, I remember this uh, word, no? Paliwanag. Magpaliwanag. And, you know, what's magpaliwanag? explain no but kung hinimay-himay natin yung word diyan magpaliwanag it actually means enlightened no if you think about it liwanag light magpaliwanag enlightened and 
relating it to Sir Burns's uh, conversion, reversion story, I can't help but wonder, you know, are we all like, are we, are, don't we experience that at some point in our lives? Parang we, we stray away from the faith. We, we start questioning things and we don't know how to be enlightened. And Sir Burns had just one thing to do and just really call on to Mary. And after a few weeks, few months, bigla na nangyari. And in this podcast right now, I'm really enlightened by like so many things that St. Joseph has been doing through Father Donald Galloway's books, through the efforts that we've been doing. But I, I feel like it's not enough. You know, I think there, there's many more that we have to unearth. There's many more things that we have to be enlightened about. To unbox. Yeah, we have many more things to unbox through because of the wonders of, you know, of St. Joseph and, and God. So, grabe apologetics. And I can't help but remember also that na, parang whenever we engage in these types of things, you know, whenever we try to engage the faith, parang we're, always, we're always so like, oh, this is right, this is right, this is right. Parang, why not? Why don't we just try to enlighten each other? You know, why don't we just try to be patient and really explain heart to heart why why we have this, why we have that, you know? Right. So that there's a better avenue for communication. Kasi dito sa Pino, sa Pilipinas, di ba? Parang, wait, masyado namang, know it all, you know? Di, ikaw na, ikaw na magaling, di ba? Pero why not, right. why not, why don't we just enlighten, no? magpaliwanag tayo sa ating mga kapatid, sa ating mga kaibigan na maaaring nawawala na or nawala na talaga, no? To explain our faith by not, ano nga ba yung tagline ng unboxing Catholicism? I wanted to comment, ano, Lucas, because that's exactly the reason why the motto and the tagline of unboxing Catholicism has been explain the faith clearly without being preachy. preachy. Because exactly. that's what I experienced in UANP, the silent witness of Catholics, no? Yung, alam mo yung mga friends ko nagsasabi sa akin tuwing lunch, bisitahin naman natin si Lord. Sabi ko, saan tayo bibisita kay Lord? Si Lord nasa puso natin. And then they would go to this small room, it's the oratory, they will genuflect. All these silent acts of love, you know? Dadaan kami sa isang parte ng school na merong statwa ni Maria, they will, you know, uh, venerate the statue briefly. St. Joseph was like that, di ba? He was a man of silence, but a man of love. And that's what I saw in the silent witnesses of Catholics. And that's what St. Joseph is, diba? He's a silent witness. But that silence spoke volumes. You know, later, I'll, sh I'll share with you, later na, no? A, a very striking a realization that I had about him. But let's save that for later. Sorry, Lucas, go ahead. <laughs> no, thank you very much for that, Sermon. Ikaw naman, Inigo, can you get to share your reactions, thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, sure. So, yung una, natutunan ko talaga na, just like St. Joseph na, he really relied on God, na hindi niya talaga iniwan sa Mary when he knew na um, Mary will conceive the Son of God. Talagang hindi niya iniwan. And about the conversion story, sobra akong um, na-move kasi, um, really, um, bringing up in a family na... Um, religiously inclined and also you know challenging beliefs um dealing with people who are also firm believers of that faith is really um striking kasi hindi madali yon and um having those thoughts put into action it's really a great thing kasi maraming hindi nakakagawa and kapag hindi natin kasi ginawa ng action yon those thoughts will remain as um what they call this um baseless beliefs or baseless uh, um, faith. So, kapag hindi tayo marunong magtanong, hindi tayo marunong uh, 
mag-challenge or, you know, we really need to know about their faith if we want to defend it. Kasi, as Christians, hindi naman tayo, um, hindi naman tayo just our images. Hindi lang tayo, wala lang. We just, we just worship. Pero nandito tayo para i-preach yung word ni God and also to defend it. So, it's really important na magtanong tayo. And that question will also lead to self-sacrifice and will also lead to love. And that's how you can strengthen your faith then. Thank you so much for that. So, you know, dear friends, I hope you guys are uh, enjoying so far our discussion. So, allow me, you know, to continue our discussion. So, Sir Burns uh, and Inigo get to share insights uh, later on. So, uh, Sir Burns, you know, how was the process of conversion? You know, I guess you can go specific here with the challenges mm. that you had. No? Was it not easy to pray, sacrifice, and give, and give like in the life of St. Joseph? Conversion is always difficult when man gives in to pride. I would like to start with that point. Conversion is much more difficult when man gives in to pride. You know, in my life as a Christian, I have realized that the most evil, the deepest thing that we need to uproot in our spiritual, in our interior life is pride. Whatever struggle it, it may be, a struggle in the, in the lack of charity, reflect. Pride has something to do with that. A struggle in purity, reflect. Pride has something to do with that. A, a struggle in accepting what is plain truth, pride has something to do with that. You know, when I became a born-again Christian, I told myself and I told the Lord, Lord, finally I realized the truth. Lord, I would like to dedicate the rest of my life, all the breathing days of my life to serve you as a pastor saving Catholics from the errors of Rome, from the errors of their anti-Catholic, anti-Christ Pope. No? So, yun yung ano ko. So, I was, for a long time, I thought I was doing the will of God. But during that time, no, when I went to UANP and I had theology classes, and this is very interesting because my pastor told me that Catholics do not know anything about the Bible because they just twisted it. They just you know, added a lot of books to it. But there I was when I had theology subjects on the sacraments, the creed, you know, all of this stuff that you study in religion class in Northfield, you, Lucas. No, I mean, I never had those as a high school kid. I never had those in elementary, save some catechism classes, you know? And then when I had the systematic uh, way of presenting the faith, that really made sense. I, I had this sense, I had this inkling in my heart, Teka muna, bakit parang tama yung katoliko? Teka muna, bakit parang tama si Father? He is making sense in explaining why Catholics go to confession. But then, because of pride, I told myself, hindi eh, Lord, dapat mali ang katoliko eh. Di ba sabi sa akin ng pastor ko, Lord, lahat ng katoliko pupunta sa impyerno. They cannot be right. Sinara ko yung utak ko. No? I, I really boxed my beliefs na I am the only one who's right. Catholics are wrong because that's how I was told. And therefore, there was no dialogue. No? Parang pagka merong katoliko na nagsasabi sa akin na may sense yung pananampalataya, I was, you know, not listening. But you know what crushed my pride? It was an experience with Pope Francis. So, after taking theology for many years, nagme-make sense na, no? I I I took theology 1 about the sacrament, about the creed, theology 2 about the sacraments of the church, theology 3 moral theology, and all of the professors in these theo classes, 
were very deeply biblical and logical. I also had classes on Christian church history, you know, Christian civilization, na doon ko naintindihan what really happened in the Reformation. The version that I learned as a Protestant was, Reformation had to happen because the Church of Rome, which is the Catholic Church, really adulterated the pure gospel of Jesus. That's why the Protestant reformers had to purify it and had to rescue it from damnation. That was the version that I learned. But then, when I saw what happened, it was not the church that added books to the Bible during the Protestant Reformation. It's the Protestant reformers re re removing inspired books from the scriptures. I know many people will not agree, no? pero yun yung narealize ko eh. And then that's when my pride started, you know, shaking. And then when the Pope came here for his apostolic visit, I already regained my, my respect with Catholics. Imagine, no, when I saw the Pope coming down from the airplane, I started asking myself, I was taught that this man is the Antichrist, but how can he be the devil in flesh if all of his life, all that we see is mercy and compassion? You know, that's the, that's the, that's the motto of the Pope, eh? no? And then, I posted something on Facebook that went like, I am not a Catholic Christian, but I am happy that finally Lolo Kiko is here. May all Protestant denominations learn together from his example of you know, mercy and compassion, something like that. And then the next week, I was called by one of the leaders of the church, and I was told, Burns, you know, I we are worried about you. I said, why? Remember, no, I was one of the... Uh, can you still hear me, guys? <laughs> all right, maybe we disconnect na tayo, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no. So just to continue this uh, part of the story, no, I, 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 I asked. I was told, you know, Burns, we are worried about you because we think Satan is deceiving you. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, what did I do? Why would the devil deceive me? Idipo Burns, you posted about the Pope. Didn't you know that the Church is the Antichrist? In Revelation 17, in the book of Daniel, it's the prophesied whore of the Babylon and all of this litany of anti-Catholic stuff. And then I just, you know, got fed up and asked my leader, you know, Kuya, paano kung tayo yung mali? <laughs> Kuya, what if we are wrong? What if all these years, you know, we just misunderstood what the Catholic Church was, you know, what was really teaching. We just didn't know what they're teaching. You know why? I've been studying for almost four years already in this university and i am learning what the catholic church is really teaching so far from all the all the things of course i did not say all the lies that we've been taught in our church and then he was telling me you know burns you have to go back to the basics you know and then he started mentioning it again that the catholic church is wrong because they worship mary and the saints but i know that the church doesn't worship mary and the saints that the catholic church declared Mary as the as a goddess in the 1950s, but I know it was never the case. You <laughs> know, all of these misconceptions, and that's when I really felt that I needed to be to to do two things, no, to be honest and to be humble, and that made a whole lot of difference because that honesty and that humility really, you know, hacked away all the pride, so that grace the grace of conversion can come in. You know, so to ask to answer your question, was it hard to pray? It was hard to pray. Because when I was praying, you know, I, I before my prayer was, Lord, I hope you can use me to save Catholics from hell. 
Okay? Now my prayer was, Lord, I'm confused. I want. I, I thought you're coming me, calling me to become a pastor. How come now you're giving me this, you know, this interest in looking back at Catholicism? In fact, I had to 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 call, to call up friends. No, I told you earlier, diba, Before yung sa summary ng conversion story ka, I talked to people before I really, you know, crossed the Tiber, as they say, you know, or converted back to the church. I told one friend, sabi ko, you know, I, I think God is calling me back to Rome. Ang sabi niya, sige, bilang mo nalang kami ng pasalubong. No, it's not visiting Rome for vacation. It's me being Catholic again. And then my friend was telling me, why would you want to be a cannibal? Don't these Catholics say that they eat the body and blood of Jesus? Ew! Okay? And so that's when I started remembering, no, dear friends, what my mentor told me when I was in first year high school, first year college, when he told me that it didn't make sense, no, it didn't make sense. But in my conversion story, you know, later on, it made a lot of sense. You know what he told me? When I was in first year college, he called me for a chat and then he heard my story of how I became a Protestant. I was actually attempting to convert my mentor. And then my mentor told me something, you know, Burns, it's good that you know a lot of stuff about, about the Bible. It's good that you know how to explain your faith with that passion. But you know, you're missing one important thing, the most important thing in the Christian faith. And I was like, what am I missing? You are the one who's missing a lot because you are a Catholic. I am saved, you know? <laughs> so that's my thought. Again, it's spiritual pride. <laughs> but now that I am, you know, looking back, sabi ko, spiritual pride nga ito. He told me, Burns, you are missing the Eucharist. Wow. What the heck is the Eucharist? Back then, I didn't know what the Eucharist meant. But now that I was, you know, sabi nung mga protestant yung term dyan, flirting with Rome, meaning to say parang entertaining the possibility that Rome could be right. Ang pangit nung term, no? Pero yun talagang ginagamit minsan ng mga tao na parang he is, you know, trying to, to play around with Rome, ending up being attracted by Rome, something like that. Anyway, so when when that friend of mine told me, do you want to be a cannibal? Gusto mong kainin at inumin yung katawan at dugo ni Cristo? That's when I really started knowing, really researching more about the Eucharist. You know, and this is a Holy Week uh, episode and I want to highlight Monday, Thursday for our Catholic, you know, viewers, no? I, I don't know when this episode will air, whether it's before Monday, Thursday, or after Monday, Thursday. But needless to say, I want to invite you, look at the Eucharist, no? And really unbox the richness of this God's greatest gift to us. Because that's one of the many things that made me become Catholic. And, you know, the, 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 the real sacrifice, the real prayer, you know, to go back to your question, is this, or rather, was this? Instead of me, you know, before and sabi ko, Lord, help me to prove Catholicism wrong. Now, the prayer became because of, you know, now I was struggling with, I, I was striving to have humility and, and honesty. I was asking the Lord, Lord, help me to follow you wherever you lead me, even though I would be uncomfortable about it. That was my prayer during that time. Lord, sige, gusto kong magpastor. But if it's not your will, I will follow you wherever you lead me. What was the sacrifice in the conversion? The sacrifice was, you know, to be to be regarded as a <laughs> as a backslider. I don't know if that makes sense. When I became a Catholic, a lot of my friends really thought that Satan deceived me. I, I lost 
family. You know, those people whom I considered family for many years, they started avoiding me. For those people who who talk to me, parang alam mo yon, parang they would think na I was already a lost soul just because just because I became a Catholic. No, so I, those are the those are the sacrifices that are related, you know, to that conversion story. And I think again going back to that point, no, that pride is the number one roadblock in terms of conversion. During this Lenten season, during so, rather this Holy Week, we need to ask the Lord for that grace of honesty and humility. Lord, make me honest about myself. And Lord, help me hack away all of the traces of pride that I have in my soul in whatever form it will take. And that's where conversion would truly begin. My conversion, Lucas, Inigo, and, and, and Kiko, really began when I gave up trying to define my life and let the Lord become the pilot of my ship or of my plane or whatever you call it. No? And again, going back to, to St. Joseph, now that we are reflecting on the person of St. Joseph, you never, we never heard anything that St. Joseph said, like, you know, be it done unto me according to thy will. But each moment of St. Joseph's life was a fiat. Be it done unto me. You know, he, his obedience to the Lord was not in words, but more of in action. His silence is the, is the exemplification of his faithfulness and martyrdom or dying to oneself. And I think that's really conversion, what conversion is all about. Eh? Letting go of your wants, of your preferences and your dreams and letting God be the number one driver, so to speak, of your life. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm just, you know, just trying to share whatever comes to my mind. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. I remember that. Grabe, no? Sabi ni Burns, kabadong kabado daw siya before having this episode uh, broadcasted. No, because I don't know if I will make sense. Honestly, kung magre-reflect ako sa sinabi mo, parang I don't know where to start. Maybe we can again start with Inigo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so Inigo, if you want to share first, or if he froze again, so again, maybe I can start na lang muna. Uh, mm. Yeah, I guess like what Burns, uh, he said so much. <laughs> so I think Sorry one about in that. particular, it's <laughs> fine. I mean, <laughs> ang medyo na impressed talaga ako is balik ng balik sa pride, and I think I personally yeah. also had to go through that because all of us um you know one of my beloved saints saint jose maria uh adopted this saying from from communism in fact but he was able to apply it in the context of faith in vocation and it goes kada caminante siga su camino which means every wearer follows his own path you know despite how different the paths that we have to to god uh, even if we're already there and then suddenly we fall we go through a conversion no matter how many times we will get through conversion because conversion is not just a one-time big-time thing burns knows this very well i mean from going to uh yung kasal binyag patay na pagiging christiano to protestantism then back to catholic revert we are still unsure if uh any one of us will continue to persevere in the faith that we have right now in the quality of our own faith because again every faith 
every wayfarer follows his own path. And whatever path that may be, we will go through again the different kinds of sin that you can list. There's pride, whatsoever, etc. What matters really is, I think, what Burns highlighted, dialogue. Because mm. no matter how God will knock on your door, as in yung salakas ng ng pag ano niya ng pinto mo just to get to you I mean to even let the Holy Father move your heart for Him to visit your country and everything as in talagang maglabanan na talaga lahat ng mentors mo lahat ng doctrinal points etc it's up to you it's up to the person for that person to even say yes the same fiat of Our Lady the same fiat in Joseph in not only in the words not only in the actions but in this whole life. I mean, it has to be the entire life that is able to say yes. I think that's what really Burns was able to highlight in terms of his story. And really, um, really, conversion is not easy. That's very true. Conversion is, I personally can attest to that na it, we don't know how long it will take. Yung conversion process na gusto ng Dios para sa atin. But because it, it becomes so difficult to trust, it becomes so difficult to even remain optimistic and cheerful. Uh, become cheerful because sometimes you just want to give in, sometimes you bahala na. But the kind of bahala na is the bathala na, where the word bahala comes from. We really have to mm. trust Him. Bahala na ang Dios, bathala na. So, kaya nakakatawa sa sabi ni Burns na from sa crush na punta sa pagkakaroon ng crush <laughs> sa Diyos mismo. <laughs> so, ganun dapat, I think, yung mangyari. I mean, there's the, there's always this kind of one still that we find in our faith. Na, naalala ko tuloy si Scott Han. Another, alam mo, we always like to joke, some friends of mine, when we hear about Burns' version story, parang siya na next Scott Han. Pero sabi niya, of course, layo ko pa dyan, etc. Anyway, naalala ko sa story ni Burns na, rather, sa story ni Scott Han, there was this one time na, of course, uh, Katoliko na siya. He was able to convert already. And then his wife was still, uh, I forgot, pro- Protestant rin. Pero it took some mm. time for his wife to understand to also convert. But there was a time that uh, this, the mentor of Scott Han advised him, come on, Scott, you have to to lower down the doctrine. You have to beef up, beef up the romance. Romance. And I think that's rin talaga sa so conversion story sometimes we're so hard on the doctrine we're so mm. hard on the pointers but if you look at the life of saint joseph was there even doctrine the bible did not even exist in his time there was no catechism there was no anything in fact again as i always like to say instead na si mary nagkaroon ng prelude that the angel went to her told her the will of God before everything else has happened. Kay Joseph, wala. Baliktad. Nangyari na yung kay Mary. Nangyari na yung mga tao. Nagchichismisan na. Ano nangyari? Sabi ni St. Joseph. But all that really was in the heart of St. Joseph was for us in the podcast, we're journeying to the heart of Joseph. His heart was journeying to Mary. And since because Mary was very clear to Joseph na this is the will of God, okay. I'm going to trust. That's part of the Romans. That's part of the conversion that St. Joseph had to go through. From everything na parang he had his own plans, his own life that he wanted to live with Mary. I mean, children even, we don't know. But the will of God was to be the father of God, to be the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And for us, it's also the same because 
whatever point we are in now in our spiritual lives, grabe, napaka-difficult pa rin, no? After having consecrated to St. Joseph, consecrating many years back to to Mary, having prayed the Holy Rosary again and again, and still we find it difficult to even confide, to even say sorry to God, to even tell Jesus, Lord, I love you so much. But do we truly mean those things? Do we truly? Yeah. So in other words, conversion is lifetime, like what Byrne said. And it is not easy. But all I can say is, we need, vale grace. <laughs> we need grace. And that grace is worth it. Really worth it. No doubt. So, okay, now I can go back na to Inigo. Ikaw naman, Inigo. Okay, what can you say? Ayan. My apologies again for the disconnection. So, moving on. Walang problema. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't been able to listen to the first part, but nung ending, I really felt yung complete trust and surrender ni Sir Burns kay God. Kasi I remember pa nung when I took a step before na, you know, I studied everything. Tapos, nung exam, parang nag-mental block kami lahat. So, after ng exam, parang sabi na lang namin, sarili namin. So, we really did that. We really did our part. So, it's really up to him if will niyang pumasok kami sa UST or to other universities. But here I am now, di ba? And also, I remember na when we, when we get to talk to, to seniors, sabi ni, uh, yung mga tips nila for us na freshies, nung akala pa namin physical pa, they said na, before going to enter the rooms daw for the periodical exam. Sa church daw, meron parang spot there where you can write your wishes or petitions, then shoot mo siya. So, I think that's also one example na, you know, when we really did our part, parang it, it's really depend, it really depends on God na kung if it's His will or not. Pero it doesn't mean na hindi niya tinupad. It means na uh, ayaw niya. But, it means that there's a greater and a better plan for us. Because, you know, we, we really never know. And with our complete trust to Him, talagang mas malaki at mas maganda yung buhay na bibigyan. So that's it. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you so much for that. So, dear friends, you know, hope you guys are enjoying and getting so much from our episodes today so far. Please feel free to comment your uh, insights down below. No? So, pabuda na tayo sa last part ng ating show for today. And that is my favorite segment. Ang nag-iisang segment sa show na ito. <laughs> what would St. Joseph do? So, here we answer the age-old question. Ano nga ba talaga gina- ano bang gagawin ni St. Joseph? Pero syempre, we don't really know kung ito nga ba talaga ang gagawin niya. Kung baga, this is our way of pinning down resolutions on what we have discussed so far on how we can live our life like St. Joseph and how we can journey faster to his heart. No? So for the days, what will St. Joseph do? Francis, take it away. Ox na ox. Thank you, Lucas. What would St. Joseph do to give a special meaning to, you know, it's the second lockdown Easter, second lockdown uh, Lent Holy Week, to be precise, taking inspiration, you know, from the from the life of Saint Joseph and also from Burns' reversion back to the faith. Of course, let let's start with Burns with this. Oh, so I will uh, answer that, ano? Okay, so I want to share one last anecdote. I told you, nami kung kwento, no? Pero kailangan natin piliin, no? So it was June 19, 2018. I have it in my diary. You know, I went out of the house. It was far from the pandemic. You know, one of the things that I love doing is praying on the streets, no, sa, sa palengke, you know, and, you know, when I walk, when I commute, 
because this is where I see so many lights. Not literal lights, no, but I see a lot of lights in my interior life when I pray. So there was this time, I think that was the Feast of Sacred Heart, and it was a Tuesday. I was praying the, the Holy Rosary. In fact, I was not planning to play the, pray the Holy Rosary during that time. But I had a deep, deep impression that I had to pray it. I don't know kung na-feel nyo minsan yung may ganyan, no? na kahit hindi nyo feel magdasal, pero parang there is a strong urge, magdasal ka. Spider your senses. Spidey oh, senses. Yun. Sabi ko, ang weird naman ito. No? Nandun ako, I was lining up for, for barbershop, for haircut. And then I, I brought my little rosary and I started meditating on the sorrowful mysteries. But then there's something that is really weird during that time. I had a sense that I had to meditate with St. Joseph. I don't know why. No, parang I was reading my diary during my entry during that day. And I just had a sense no, that I wanted to meditate and I was being led to meditate with St. Joseph. This was the time, no, 2018 na to. I became a Catholic 2016. This, are, this is the time that I really wanted to take my rosary reflection seriously that I really imagine that I'm with Mary, with Joseph and Jesus whenever I reflect on the mysteries. But on that particular day, you know, parang I felt like St. Joseph was asking me to pray the rosary with him. Usually, of course, the rosary is a traditional prayer with Mary. And then for each of the mystery, the perspective had always been Joseph. You know? And it's weird for me, no? I, I really think it was weird because we all know that in the crucifixion of our Lord, in the darkest moment of Jesus' life, Joseph was not there, right? No? So in, in the Bible, Joseph was not there. And so I was trying to, you know, meditate on it. And I was, you know, it was my turn already to have my hair cut, but I was still in reflection mode. I couldn't help but ask St. Joseph, what do you want me to see here? I mean, you're not even here. In the crucifixion, but it's like St. Joseph telling me, look closer. And I was like, what the heck? You want me to realize, no? Look closer. My son is there on the cross, and he is suffering so much, dripping even the last blood of his body. And my spouse is there. Don't you really think that I am not there? Do you really think that I am not there? And I was like, but I don't see you, <laughs> right? And then he started making me realize, because you don't have the eyes of faith. I was not there in the crucifixion with my body. But now that I am in heaven, I am closer to my son and to my spouse more than ever before. And just as I couldn't leave them, I couldn't leave Mary when I discovered that she was pregnant I couldn't leave them when I was, when I was, you know, when I brought them to Egypt. All the days of my son, when he was alive, I couldn't leave him. Do you really think that in his darkest moment, I will not be there? I was closer to him than ever before. So that reflection was, it really struck me. And I realized something. I grew up without a father. And for many, many years, I've been asking God in prayer, how come I did not have a father? All my fathers have been father figures. All my fathers have been, you know, uh, my friends who are older than me, my mentors, the priest. 
But then that evening, when I went home and I started writing the entry, I was in tears because I realized what the Lord said in the scriptures. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And though he was silent, St. Joseph has been there all along. I just didn't see him. So that's why that phrase, no, look closer. I think that's what the Holy Father wants us to do with this Patris Corde, with this year of St. Joseph. St. Joseph has been there all along, patiently, silently leading us to his son. And don't we ever think that in the darkest moment of temptation, in the darkest moment of sadness, in the darkest moment even of sin, our Father and Lord St. Joseph is not there. He is closer to us more than we could ever imagine. Perhaps even struggling to hold our hands to tell us, my son, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you just imagine, you know, I was realizing all of these things while the barber was you know, cutting my hair. And you know, I, was, I was praying the rosary. It's as if time has stopped. I was just, you know, you could say like, you know, in that deep reflection that I noticed my tears were already cry, were already dropping. And then sabi nung barbero sa akin, sir, okay ka lang? No, okay lang ako. Okay na okay. <laughs> I went home. I could say I went home that night as a changed man. Not saying that everything became perfect after that, but I became more aware that with St. Joseph, with the communion of saints, I was never alone. We just need to look closer. Speechless right now. I just got I'm just getting goosebumps all over it. Thank you very much for that, uh, Brother Brent. I'm really going to live up to that. Thank you. Thank you so much. So what about you, Inigo? Your, what would St. Joseph do? Well, before I give mine, uh, I really wanted to thank Sir Brent because I was also really moved by that. But for me, um, siguro, since you know we're all in isolation and Siyempre, na-extended naman ang ating quarantine and lockdown. So, <laughs> so I think yung pinaka-natutunan ko talaga is, you know, to be like St. Joseph na, you know, he was the carpenter, the father of Jesus, the husband of Mary. Yung typical na alam natin sa kanya. But uh, some people or majority of us really don't know kung ano ba yung pinagdadaanan natin. Not just St. Joseph, but also uh, the, the ordinary people like us na, we all have our hidden battles. So, katulad niya, we can also share that duty in spreading God's love. Not only to our families, but also to our friends. You know, simple extension of our hands. Kamustahan, di ba? You know, um, he really portrayed the true meaning of masculinity. Na hindi lang puro salita. You know, we really have to put our words, our thoughts into action. Dahil, Kung puro salita lang tayo, then there's no faith in it. So we're just speaking empty. So I think starting from now and also sa akin din, we should extend that love and that lesson that St. Joseph really gave us. And I really learned a lot tonight. So thank you. It's really thank an honor you. to be a part of this. Thank you so much for that. You're getting chills right now. <laughs> I really love the St. Joseph podcast. So what about you, uh, Francis? You're, what would St. Joseph do? Tuwang-tuwa talaga ako sa sinabi ni Burns sa ni Inigo. Actually, yung kinuwento ni Burns, uh, when he wrote those reflections, we were actually working on a project 
well, back then we were supposed to uh, form this devotional uh, that would help us pray the rosary better. But now I think naging klaro pa yung direction ng book na yun. Pwede maging talagang rosary reflections for Saint Joseph. At saka parang gusto ko isulat rin yung sinabi ni Inigo, yung yung empty words as in wow, talagang nakakatawa kasi I I I'd like to take from where uh, Inigo said na especially now na naka-lockdown tayo, ganyan. Sometimes we feel empty. And I think everyone is facing this now. Na <laughs> yung una hindi talaga ako naniniwala na sinasabi ng mga kaibigan natin, back to square one. Well, I I think not even back to square one. Parang mas worse nga yung dating na yun. Eh. I mean, just imagine talaga. But, you know, really, regardless of any challenges in our personal conversion, in the life that we continue to live, St. Joseph offers this hope, literally, a light of hope that his, uh, in the flesh of his own son. You know, I think what would St. Joseph do na yung lockdown is... We have always known about him. So I think this is nothing new. He's a father of a family. And right now, we're locked down with our own families. Most of us, if we're, uh, if we're frontliners, locked down with our co-frontliners, we're also in one family. You know, no, I think no one agrees anymore na what Pope Francis said almost a year ago. We're in the same boat. I, I guess we've taken now different directions. But in a certain way, we're still in the same both, regardless of how the pandemic has become so diverse in its different circumstances surrounding the world, we're still facing the pandemic as it is. And we, we never knew at the start naman what the pandemic was going to be after one year or probably after five years. Hopefully, hindi naman umabot. Pero, <laughs> but imagine, I mean, St. Joseph lived a hidden life. We've not, we're not used to that to the noise. We're used to the fun, to the activities that we used to have pre-pandemic. But St. Joseph lived a life that we know as the private life of the whole family of Nazareth. And we always think that our Lord lived 33 years of life. But just imagine all the things that we know about our Lord, that, that was three years. The rest in his private life. And St. Joseph was part of that. Our Lady was part of that. So, in other words, St. Joseph was probably living the same kind of life we are in right now. Quarantined. But of course, hindi siya suppressed na pwede man siya lumabas ng bahay to do his work. But, again, the qualities of St. Joseph that we've been talking about in the past few episodes, his simplicity, his attention to detail, his truthfulness to his actions, to his words, highlighted by the life of Burns a story by the words that Inigo just said. This is what St. Joseph is. And now that we're approaching Easter, which is again, you know, the better, the better feast that we celebrate than Christmas, than Holy Thursday. Holy Thursday, we dub it also as one of the greatest feasts talaga. Kasi that's where the Eucharist came from. But Easter, we're waiting for that Easter egg to hatch. And that is the light of hope that St. Joseph offers us. Uh, to take inspiration again from his life, from the story of Burns, I think what we really have to do to give special meaning to this lockdown Easter, what can we do when we lack everything? Because that's what's happening. We lack what we used to have. We lack the Holy Week celebrations. We lack 
our Lord. We don't have the Eucharist. Most of us, probably even the priests, are prohibited from going out or they will go against the usual protocols. And at the same time, we still have to face the reality that we lack everything. But that's what happened to our Lord. He lost his life so that he would gain our lives. So I think we have to ask that. We have to ask the help of St. Joseph to learn, to look for that new life we want to live. To have our own personal conversion story, just as the story of Burns, just as the life of St. Joseph, just as the life of our Lord himself. Yeah, napakaganda talaga. Thank you, Burns. Thank you, Inigo, for sharing your thoughts. Now let's go to Thank the you. my main man, Lucas Bonifacio. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not the main man. St. Joseph is the main man. Woo. <laughs> so for me, I honestly have no more... Nothing else to say. I mean, nasabi na lahat. And again, just really reminding everyone to just live a simple life. And this time, let's recharge our spiritual batteries. That's all I really have to say. I'm pretty sure this is our time to rest, at least for most of us. But again, marami din tayong trabaho. Pero let's just see the light na kaya naman natin ginagawa to is for God's greater glory, di ba? And let's also take this time to rest and to pray even more. Uh, and to look closer. And to look closer. Let's change yeah. the episode title name. Uh, look closer now. Uh, St. Joseph, Holy Week special. Look closer. And to look closer. Tama, tama. Let's take this moment to reflect on what have, what have we been doing so far. 2021, first three months. Am I starting 2021 right? You know, uh, Am I doing good? Am I doing bad? What should I change? Should I revert back? to my good habits, to the faith. Am I missing out on something? Those types of things. So, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, dear friends. Oh, I have nothing else to say. Sir Burns and Inigo Muli, maraming maraming salamat. Thank you so salamat. much for joining us. We hope you guys had a great time. Also, here's the podcast. And to our dear friends, again, uh, maraming maraming salamat for joining us for this wonderful Holy Week special. We hope you guys have a fruitful and blessed Holy Week with you, family, and whoever you're spending it with. So before we go, uh, Francis, I think it's now time that we pray our favorite prayer here at the St. Joseph Podcast. All right. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Joseph the Just, wisdom is with you. Blessed are you among all men, and blessed is Jesus, the fruit of Mary, your faithful son. Holy Joseph, Worthy foster father of Jesus Christ, pray for us sinners and obtain divine wisdom for us from God, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Joseph, our Father and Lord, pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Maraming, maraming, maraming salamat mga kaibigan for joining us for this wonderful, wonderful episode. But again, before we go, just short marketing muli. We are inviting everyone. Coffee conversations. Grab a cup of joe and talk about the joy himself. I'm pretty sure marami pa tayo mapag-uusapan sa coffee conversations na ito. So please feel free to reach out to us at facebook.com slash Podcast for more details and if you wish to join us. So before we go, Francis, care to share some final words? Well, actually, wala naman. I, I just thought na when you said we have to change the episode title, I think we just have to remember also, especially with Holy Week, uh, some of us, again, here have a lot of a lot of things to do pa rin. But I, I remember what this friend of mine posted on Facebook. If we have more work to do, we need more praying to do. 
And I think that's what St. Joseph would do. Ite ad Joseph. Yun lang, Lucas. Ite ad Joseph, indeed. Thank you so much, Francis, Burns, and Inigo for joining us tonight. And also, thank you for joining us today, dear friends. We hope you had a great time. You learned something new today. Together, let's journey to St. Joseph's heart. This has been the wonderful St. Joseph podcast with Lucas, Francis, Edward, Burns, and Inigo. Ite ad Joseph. Together, let's journey to St. Joseph's heart. Paalam. Have a blessed and fruitful Holy Week, dear friends. See you all real soon. Paalam. Ingat po.